0: Coming up, today's guest is the co-founder of JobPal, a recruitment chatbot that helps companies attract better talent and automate their recruiting funnel. You'll discover how understanding their customers' pain points led to those crucial early sales, his strategy to closing deals with big companies, and a great tip about how he brings his best customers to big events as testimonials and as a customer appreciation tool. All that, and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Get unlimited content for your blog or company for just one low monthly price. Sign up and get your first article for free with our 14-day money-back guarantee. Learn more at copymasters.co For just one low monthly price, you will discover our greatest growth hacks to driving massive downloads. You can learn more on appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. And I've got a phenomenal guest for you today. His name is Christoph Goldenberg. He is the co-founder and global sales director at JobPal. Want to know what that's all about? It is an, it is a conversational intelligence platform for recruiting for the recruiting industry that helps companies enhance experience and automation in their recruiting funnel. So think of a chat bot. And when you're trying to recruit people, you got a chat bot that does some of that work. Previously, this is something that I'm really cool that I'm really excited about, talk about Chris too. Is previously Chris worked at Dub Smash, dub- dubmash doing growth and partnership. Chris, is that dub smash or mash? Dub Smash.
1: Uh, dub Smash, uh, okay. Yeah, did a did a little typo there. Okay,
0: yeah, that's what I thought. Really great app. I love that app. As well, ah, I you know
1: it. Okay. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. Doublesmash is awesome. It originally awesome. comes from Berlin, really, uh, Germany. Yeah, and they moved then to New York. And I was actually working for them when they were just the the founders. And yeah, I joined them when they just launched the app, and it just went crazy in Germany. We had like I think forty million within two or three months and then things get picked up really really quickly thanks to the US and then the people there really loved it and i think now they are in new york
0: yeah it's a really cool app i mean i'm curious about what they think about tiktok and where they have gone with that cuz it's very similar type of platforms obviously dubsmash is less more like social network and more just creating cool content and tiktok has gone to more of a social network but chris welcome to the show man
1: yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Steve.
0: Where are you located? You're in Berlin,
1: right? Yes, I'm in Berlin.
0: Awesome. Hey, Chris, tell us a little bit about JobPal. I tried to give a little bit about intro, but I want to hear for just like from a more practical perspective, what does JobPal help us do?
1: Sure. So uh, basically, we build recruitment chatbots for uh, companies' recruitment efforts, uh, which means we go in very early in the candidate experience or in the recruitment funnel. Um, basically, when a candidate starts engaging with a company, we can use the chatbot to pick up the conversation. And the candidate can then either ask questions about the company or job-related questions, do a job discovery in order to find a job. So we help them also find the, the, the right jobs at the company. And ultimately, we also allow them to do the application via the chatbot and then enabling the recruiter to if they want to then go further with the conversations to use the chatbot also for scheduling the interview which is a very um yeah time consuming task of recruiters and we go as as uh, as long as to onboarding as well so really from uh, day 1 you engage with a company to day 1 you actually start working there we try to enhance the experience uh, with a chatbot, giving people the information they're looking for and really using the channel of chat. Because what we see is that, um I mean, 91% of the time spent on your mobile is in messaging apps. So for us, the question here is like, why can't we as a brand be there and engage with candidates in the chat platform like what they already prefer using and, um, yeah, utilize this to, um, yeah, bring them good jobs and then let them apply and then really optimize and speed up the process for a company um, in the recruitment funnel.
0: Yeah, you're integrated with all these popular chat messaging platforms like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Line, Skype, and so forth. Now, Chris, what I thought about when I first saw JobPal, was like, whoa, this is great for people like me if I'm trying to hire somebody and I want to just screen them, ask them a couple of different questions. What are you seeing more of the use case? Is it people coming to a company like AppMasters or JobPal and be like, hey, guys, do you have any openings and integrating with that? Or is it like, hey, I have an opening. Now chat with me about the possible opening. And so I, as a company, can see if you're a good fit for it.
1: Exactly. Uh, That's a good question. We have different use cases. Um, The most prominent one is uh, on the career website, um, helping job seekers there just in terms of information and job discovery so that they have a little bit more of a, uh, yeah, like let's say a robot of contact, not a person of contact since it's a robot. And uh, if they have open questions, they can ask the chatbot. However, there are also other use cases. For example, we can also deploy a chatbot in your campaigns. If you're doing LinkedIn campaigns, Facebook, Instagram campaigns for specific roles, we can have behind the call to action button, which usually would be apply now and they would then be sent to the career website where they have to uh, fill out the static form, etc. We can put a chatbot there, pick up the conversation there and optimize the conversion rate. We have really fantastic conversion rates on uh, Instagram and Facebook, which are up to 40% from user to applicant, which beats almost any other channel. And the reason for this is that the candidate now has a little bit of more choice than just being sent to a static form where they then have to fill out, create a profile, do this and that. But we're turning this into a conversation, making it more engaging and hence also getting people um, to actually apply or being more higher ready than before because they can also ask questions throughout uh, their experience. So that's, use case, uh, that's another use case, but we can also, which is super interesting, for offline. So think about billboards where you might be looking for people like we're looking for you, you're on the subway, you see this billboard. Mm-hmm. We can put a QR code there. The person can scan it the chatbot opens and they again can ask questions and do the whole experience. So we can do online and offline and also help with campaigns. So, so there are different um, yeah, areas or channels where we can have the chatbot live and pick up conversations. But we really do see it um, really valuable at the early stage of uh, the candidate experience, which means already in the engagement. There are other chatbot companies out there that focus more on, let's say, Once you're applied, then the screening process comes. We also do, of course, screening and ranking of candidates, but we think it's better to already be earlier there because it's about information also, giving them the information they're looking for and not just telling them this is how it is and this is what you have to fill out. Giving them a little bit more choice uh, will also ultimately help them to make the right choice.
0: So I guess, I mean, you guys kind of call it like more of a recruitment tool, as well so i guess it's better and i guess maybe your clients and your customers are more happy with it as an accru- recruitment so that you don't lose the really great candidates more more so than maybe like the screening screening's great like it's it's amazing yeah. but like hey we want to really get these talented people into the door build trust with them so that they want to come work for us
1: exactly exactly so it is about building a relationship just like what we do with our consumers we're trying to build better relationships with our candidates because you might not know, maybe he's not a fit right now, but maybe half a year later when we re-engage that person with, uh, let's say, a push notification or some other content like blog articles or a career event, this person might come back to you. And uh, be like, wow, cool, they, they actually are interested in me and they're sending me the information that I'm interested in because, of course, they can opt in for content in, through, throughout their journey. And also for talent pools. Um, I know in the U.S. you don't have the problem or the, the GDPR topic that we had here in, mm. in Europe, which is about data privacy and all of these things, which means at the moment in Europe, every six months, as a company, you have to reach out to every candidate and ask them if you can keep their CV. Now, think about doing this via email. We all know the, the horrible open rates of emails at the moment. I think they dropped to 40%. You will lose a lot of these people because they're not really engaged with you. They're in just one talent pool of probably there in thousands of talent pool. But we could use the chatbot here as well, re-engage these people, stay in contact with them, That at the end, they opt in again, that you can further keep their CV, uh, that maybe at a later stage, you can get them. So also there, we can help companies just create more engagement and interaction and build that relationship, just like uh, you said, Steve.
0: Yeah, I love that. In the early days, Chris, did you have any problems going to these companies and saying, hey, I have a chatbot? They're like, what the hell is a chatbot?
1: Yeah, oh Steve, you have no idea. <laughs> at the beginning people used to um be actually also sometimes angry at us because they're like, "Oh, you're automating jobs." You you at the beginning we also didn't really know who is the right person to talk to. So we were talking to junior HR managers. Of course, we were always trying to get the head offs, but that kind of takes a bit of more time to, you know, um get these people to talk to you. So so it was a bit tough um, at the beginning, but very soon, when we were able to position the product better and we understood what are the pain points for recruiters, which is like these time consuming tasks mm-hmm. that create no value, like getting back to FAQs. What's the status of my application? Uh, do you have jobs in Boston? You know, people have to get back to that. Otherwise, that's. Uh, bad for the response rate, bad for employer branding and can lead to an unhappy candidate that might then not buy your product again. So there's, uh, there's always, you know, like a circle <laughs> that people follow. And, um, yeah. So, so like I said at the beginning, uh, it was a bit um, more difficult. People didn't understand the concept of chatbots. They sometimes actually thought like, ah, so you do WhatsApp. I was like, nah, not really. Right. We built the technology behind it to automate a conversation. Ah, so it's like chatting. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so you really had to explain and consult and then and open their eyes a little bit until they got it. And I think now, 2019, I think, I mean, chatbots have been quite active in the last two years, um, thanks to also Facebook opening up their platform on, on Messenger for right. it. Um, and yeah, I think now also being able to talk to all these people, and then chatbots are almost on everyone's agenda nowadays, um, people are aware of them. and now it's just um, making sure that you find the right use case with the company, that you look for the right results, that you're tracking the right KPIs with them, that you have a good success at the end. And do you remember, this is also. Yeah.
0: Do you remember the first customer that you landed?
1: Yes, that was a, I think it was either T-Systems or Energy Consulting, which is, um, a branch from Energy, which is one of the largest energy companies here. And yeah, that's how we started actually. And uh, they, one of them wasn't so easy as a customer. I have to be honest here. <laughs> but, um, at the end, they're still working with us with one of the companies. We actually got another deal with, another um, parent company of them so um, it it is usually the the more bigger companies that then went for it mm-hmm. uh, we actually thought at the beginning it would be Spotify SoundCloud those those cool companies who would be like yeah we love innovation we love to do this but as it turns out when they're in, in a growth stage they become a little bit more like a corporate company so they have their structures they need to do this so they're not really that innovative anymore. Mm. maybe just for recruitment maybe in other areas they are i don't want to you know uh, say anything bad here um but it is these dinosaur companies who come to us um now who are like yeah we kind of were sleeping the last 10 years we do have a website we do have an ats but it looks like it's from the 90s. Can we do something about this? And That's then we come cool. in, we're like, yeah, we can do something about this. We can help you. And we can also integrate our technology with your existing technology, which is very important when you speak to these big clients, because they have these contracts with Oracle SAP for the next 10 years, so they can't just switch a system. So it's important that you then offer, um, for example, that you integrate into the ATS, meaning that you send the um, application information of the candidate to um let's say sap success factors hmm. and they have then their dashboard they can use this and um the candidate doesn't need to use the um the front end of uh, success factors or of uh, of the ats and can use the channel chat so we are enabling companies to use this information channel more and more and also integrate with other technologies, because we believe that makes a lot of sense to do that, because some people are just better in something than other people.
0: Chris, one thing I'm curious about, just from a marketing perspective, because that's where my mind always goes to, is in sure. the early days when you had difficulty describing what a chatbot is, or what, how, what was the analogy that really said, oh, I get it, Chris, I know what a chatbot is.
1: Uh, usually you have to use uh, like ro- uh, for me. It, what kind of worked well was just telling them it's a robot, <laughs> a that lives inside a chat. And sometimes I went as far as if I don't know if you know the movie Her.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, so I sometimes went to that, and they're like, Ah, oh, okay, I get it. But obviously we're far away from from something like this. But this is how you usually then get them to get more, ah, okay, now I get it. It's a, a robot that can talk over chat and, and things like that. So so that's how sometimes how far we had to go to, to get them to understand it. But usually just using a word like robot um, would help to get them, ah, okay, I get it. And then you would have to wait if they either like robots or if they don't <laughs> like robots and – and then you go from there but uh, yeah at cool. the beginning we shifted our pitch uh, quite a lot on, on um, how to do it and what we then learned it's better to talk more about let's say candidate experience and then how the chatbot can help there than to be like hey what's a chatbot a chatbot is this and that
0: mm. so lead lead off with their pain point with the customer experience or the candidate experience and so, then tie in exactly. how jobpel can help help with that rather than just be like hey we're a chatbot yeah.
1: Exactly. I love exactly.
0: that. I love that. And you guys can check to the listeners out there. They work with a lot of great companies. Airbus is one of them. I clicked over to them and you could see the chat bot in play on the Air, Airbus career website. Chris, you're like excited, getting me excited. And that's why I love doing the podcast for a chatbot. I'm like, oh, you know, I get all these inquiries from people. and I'm like, look. You know, like if you don't have this and this, I already have the like sort of if then else statement in my head. And, you know, I just need a chatbot to can be like, hey, do you, what? what's your app? Okay. What are you currently doing? Blah, blah, You know, like I have the flow in my head and right now it's just a silly, you know, submission form. And I'm just like, there's so many questions that I routinely ask that a chatbot could help me with too.
1: Exactly. And then, and especially for these I mean, forms is also a thing that if you turn turn that experience into something that is a little bit more engaging, yeah, you will then also again, optimize uh, your conversion. So obviously chatbots could also be in your case, very interesting just for explaining the product a little bit better.
0: Right. Yeah. I like that. Hey, I'm curious, what's the most popular messaging platform that you guys are integrated with? What are most people using?
1: So it's the, the web chat. Um, which is a standalone. Um, But then very closely after that, it's Facebook Messenger. And um, we will see WhatsApp now rising more. That's due to the fact that we're located in Germany and Europe, where WhatsApp has a bigger penetration. Um, But Facebook is pretty good um, in terms of capabilities of the chatbot. You can use rich media as images, and uh, videos to make it even better than let's say an sms chatbot which we also can do um, which i think in the us still works quite well as well to do sms um, but we believe of course if there are new channels already out there where, where we can use rich media and stuff let's use this and then create a better experience than the old school way but again it depends on the company, on their job families, on their target groups. And according to that, we can then, of course, then customize the product uh, that it fits to the audience.
0: Hey, Chris, it's been, since you know, your background is more on the global sales side and BD, are there any tips that you have for us when you're working with these big companies like how do you engage with them? How do you approach them? What what are your some of your tips? Or even if they have engaged with you, you know, how do you lead them around the right direction and make sure because obviously they need multiple touch points to finally close them? So like what's yes. your process like? And what's your strategy like?
1: Yes. So so it's a little bit difficult to just say there's one strategy that works, uh, because these sales cycles uh can go on um a bit longer than you would expect at the beginning because obviously you pick up the phone and you're like okay I want to close this deal and hopefully I get it done by the end of this week it doesn't work like this in enterprise sales and um, you have to talk to a lot of people um, so usually what we do or what I try to do is uh, try to find out the right people try uh, to connect with them there try to be already in their let's say um area so that they kind of maybe they don't maybe they haven't heard from me directly yet but they saw maybe a blog post of jopal maybe they saw something else from us so they they kind of already know the name jopal and then i reach out to these people and then they it rings a bell for them you know you already established kind of like a branding for them and uh usually what we then offer is that after the the first two calls um, we offer a face to face meeting uh, because that really really helps a lot to build a relationship with them and um yeah and then we go we we go over there we uh pitch the product to the board or to the, the to the head office and this is also really what i can recommend if you can see them go go do the face to face meeting yeah. because you will then have the more uh, senior people there they get to know you and if they like you, you might be able to start a project with them. Doesn't mean it will work straight away, but you have this relationship. So it's a lot of relationship building, which of course for a startup is, um, there are two sides of it because I'm also, I want to be quite data driven in sales to so make it more scalable. But if you do these enterprise sales, this relationship building is a very important part as well. So we are now, of course, looking more and more into the tracking side. Of the sales funnel to see, okay, where can we enhance it more? So, this is also something I would strongly recommend everyone to make sure that they're tracking everything um, to really then see patterns in their sales funnel to then optimize it and then make it more scalable.
0: I know for me, YouTube has been a great spot and same with this podcast. People have already heard about me when they usually mm-hmm. approach me. So everything's really inbound, but Chris, what's your favorite method or strategy for making sure that these bigger companies are aware of job pal? Is it just running ads or is it just creating content? What is it?
1: Yeah, so it is content. So we, we do a lot of content actually so we also have a blog if anybody wants to check that out we also have a youtube channel where we post integrations awesome. and and also projects with our customers so please also go check that out if you guys uh, feel like checking it out but um, what i really see uh, working for as well is also conferences uh, because that's where everybody is. This is where the industry leaders meet up. And once you know, we also work with some HR influencers who then get your name out a little bit. They can do introductions for you. And it's it's really what we're seeing. It's um, also referrals work quite well for us. So once we have a customer, we do a case study with them. We do an interview with them so that they get out there. That they, for the first time, because the problem that these corporate people have is they're in this huge company, nobody really listens to them, but we give them the chance all of a sudden, hey, you wanna come to a conference with us? You wanna talk about the chatbot? You wanna talk about the results that you got? Um, do you ah. wanna be in our blog post? So we're giving them something that they wouldn't necessarily get out of their company, and that works really, really well because they then come back to us and they're like, Hey guys, like it's super cool, people are calling me about you guys, um, so they're doing reference calls for us. So um that actually works quite well for us to to give them these incentives like hey you're going to be the innovator of your team um which is going to make you stand out in your company and this is what people are looking for so you need to give them this individual incentive um as well to to look good uh, in front of their um yeah their team and company oh, I love so that. that works that works pretty well for us and then of course the social selling so I do a lot of LinkedIn. I have a, a chatbots and recruitment group of, I think, around 500 people now, which is growing. Um, I try to do blog posts every once in a while. Uh, at the moment, less than more. Well, hopefully, I will have more time <laughs> in the future again. But um, that also works really well on, on on LinkedIn and just being out there, like I said, what we're trying to achieve here is, is that we are just in all these feeds that people just, ah, look here, job pal again. Not necessarily that we already, Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Do you want to have a chatbot? Not this in your face sales. Like we do this as well sometimes, but it's more creating awareness, you know, and we're talking about chatbots and sometimes also not just talking about recruitment chatbots, also talking about where is the future? Where will we go to? What about voice bots? And then all of these things. And then trying to establish there um, as experts that people come to us and they're like, okay, these guys know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. It's so great too. And I think, you know, when you, when you come, when people come in with that built-in trust, it's so much easier. And I, the big takeaway for me, Chris, was the in-person meeting. When I do a lot of sales calls, I usually do Skype and it's usually just audio, but man, the time, the few times and it's usually females that do this, they'll always just turn on the video and they'll talk. And so I've enforced to turn on the video too. And it's just a better conversation. I think it probably turns to a better sales process as well. And it's just a way deeper connection that I get than rather than just, uh, I'm saying this as we're just doing audio as well.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's true. But like sometimes you don't get the vibe of the other person. Right. Like you might do a joke and then all of a sudden it's awkward because like the person didn't get it or (laughs) he didn't didn't hear it properly. So um, meeting a person like this, uh, I guess you you, you can and that makes us also human. You can feel the other person a little bit and um, and that helps. But like it is not always possible. Like you, you can't just fly everywhere. But for example, if you are in, the, let's say, in, in the San Francisco in the Bay Area and your client is 20 miles away, then go, visit go there yeah. and, and talk to them because right. then they know you. And, yeah, it, it just helps. It just helps a lot.
0: Let's, let's end with this, Chris, the, before we hit the, bigger, the big finish. What's the, when we asked you, like, what's one strategy that's really working for you? You said performance marketing with Google Ads. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So so we run different campaigns um on LinkedIn. We're gonna try uh, Facebook and then others as well, but we're doing Google ads a lot and really trying to um yeah find the, the, the right keywords, etc. So so we also work there uh with Andy Kavell. I don't know if you ever heard from him. He actually created the mobile growth stack. Um, yeah, so he's yeah. a really good expert in in growth and he advises us on these growth matters, on, on Google ads, on how to launch good Google ads, how to do the keyword optimization and all of these things. And um yeah, so we're doing a lot um in that area, which is converting so-so. Like uh, sometimes we have good weeks, sometimes it's a bit difficult. But one thing that isn't working at all for us, um, is LinkedIn. Mm. Very expensive and no, the numbers aren't good, which is kind of sad because LinkedIn promotes itself as the most professional and the best way to get in touch with the people that you should be talking to. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't seem to work for us that well in, in terms of now performance marketing um, efforts that we're doing.
0: Well, one thing that worked well for us, Chris, is you know we helped clients try to get featured by Apple. And one of the things that we do is on Facebook, you can target ads with employees of a certain company. And so we just target Apple employees in the Bay Area because they're all app store managers. Now the downsides, obviously, we can get people who work at the Apple store as a genius bar or something else. But the upside okay. is- that these are Apple employees in the Bay area. We know their App Store manager, editors in there, and so we can get really focused. And I think it could work really well for JobPal if you just target employees of a certain company. Then you're like, "Hey, does your HR manager know about this?" And then boom, off and running. and
1: yeah, go. that's that's a, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I yeah. will I will pass that idea down um, for the next LinkedIn. But we were doing, but we weren't doing just companies. That's actually very interesting. We were more. Of, going for the titles mm. maybe you're right maybe this gives us too much um noise you know that you have too many people who aren't really relevant and then you know that the costs just drive endlessly in linkedin for just the people clicking on it
0: right Right. The, I don't want to turn into a brainstorming session between you and me. We can do that offline. But <laughs> the thing that I do want, the biggest takeaway from Andy, working with Andy, like, what was that? Like, with the Google, when he was talking about Google ads, is there one big takeaway that you're Like, hey, that's right. Thanks, Andy. That was a great tip.
1: No, I mean, yes, with the Google ads, he helped us a lot because obviously, um, like, of course, I've done ads before, but I did them more on Facebook because I had really good, uh, good numbers there. And Facebook used to be really good for advertisement. And, um, so he really helped us there. But what he's also helping us with is the kind of like a chatbot growth stack. What are the things that we can still do? So this is a work in pro, pro, progress. Yeah, progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really tell that much, uh, about what we're doing there. Um, but we soon, Will have like a kind of like a chatbot growth stack, as well that we can then also share with people who are doing chatbots on how to grow um, the chatbot company.
0: Oh, I love that. That's great. It's a great idea. Be the the chatbot person, exactly. <laughs> the king.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, Chris, before we hit the big finish, I do want to talk about one other company that I run. It's called Copy Masters. So if you are kind of like what – this is why I sort of wanted to bring it up. Chris was talking about like, hey, creating blog content. You know, For me, why I built this company was I love talking, obviously, and I love creating YouTube content, but I don't like writing all the time. And I thought like why couldn't I turn this YouTube content that – or webinar, for example. Webinar is probably a better example where there's tactical – things in there. I'm already talking about how to do these things. Why can't that just become a blog post? And so I started building this company with that in mind. Hey, how do I take this webinar video audio format and then turn to a blog post that can live anywhere, ebook, whatever it is so that Google can analyze it so that I can repurpose some of the multimedia content that I'm generating into more of a written form. And that's what Copymasters allows you to do. It's unlimited copywriting. Turn whatever, I think the best things that we do is when you have something that you've already thought about in your head and you've already sort of outlined it, you can send it to us We'll fill in the details. We trained our writers to really put in statistics, to show show, social proof, all these little elements that make a really compelling blog post. We already trained them on that. We just need your guidance in terms of how you want it laid out and what's the, we like to write more in a fun way, but if you like that too, then go check it out. It is, once again, copymasters.co, sticking with the master's theme, it is copymasters.co. Chris, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app we definitely have to check out.
1: Yeah, I think most of you probably already using it. Uh, it's Trello, um, the productivity app, uh, which allows you to, or for me, it allows me to um, do my to-do lists, uh, not just for uh, my private life, but also for my company. We used to also use it in the team, but now we, of course, use more um, sales tools now or CRMs. Um, but for me, Trello, because of the UI and UX, uh, it's really easy to use also really cool app for the phone. Um, it really helps me to stay on task and focused on the things I really need to get done. Love it. So that's one I can really, uh, highly recommend <laughs> for Love everyone it. to use, but I think most people probably already know about it and, and probably also use it.
0: One of my favorite tools as well. What is one lesson that took you the longest to learn?
1: Ah, That was, um, for me, kind of um, letting go of things that don't really work. Um, What I mean with this is sometimes you follow a strategy for too long and you don't experiment enough. And you kind of then get stuck with this one because you have this thought or you might be a bit proud and you're like, yeah, this needs to be like this. Um, it comes kind of like from A and B testing as well. And then you stick too long with A instead of also doing B. And then that's something I learned in the last two years that if if you have the guts feeling that this is not going to work, then, you know, stop it. And this is for different things. This can also be with employees. Um, this can be also with leads um, that you just, yeah, stay more focused on and then concentrate on what you're actually trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, I love that. And sometimes it's just timing. Right. Like it's just certain also things that I've yeah. launched <laughs> like two years ago never worked. And then I'm like, okay, well, I want to try it again. So I tried it again and now it's working really well. And so sometimes yeah. like, yeah, I agree with you. Let it go and then come back to it if you think that you still want to do it, because it might work. It's just a matter of timing as well.
1: Yeah. I exactly. love that Chris. Exactly.
0: Chris, so the website is job pal, job pal, like a pal, like I'm your pal. AI, exactly. job pal dot AI. And then Chris. If the listeners want to follow up with you and say, thank you for coming on, do you want to send them personally where you want to go, where they want to go?
1: Yeah. I mean, they can find me on LinkedIn if they want to, um, Mm -hmm. Christoph Goldenberg there or, um, yeah, Twitter, which is, uh, Chris also at Chris Goldenberg. Great. So they can also find me there if they want to follow up there, or of course, just, if you want to know more about the product, et cetera, just write Steve and Steve can then uh, connect you with me by uh, email.
0: <laughs> now you're creating more work for me. I love that. Well, Chris's LinkedIn profile will be linked on his, on his name so you can check him out there. If you got anything out of this show, just thank him first and then you know, ask for whatever you're going to ask for. But Chris, thank you so much for coming on doing this.
1: Yeah, thank you, Steve.
0: Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat.